It's episode 78 of Leading Ladies Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting across from someone whose design work and illustrations I've been a fan of for some time, and now she's finally in Corpus Christi, and I'm talking about Savannah Garza, designer, illustrator, and thinker. Thank you for being here. Yes, I'm happy to be here. I I've know. been listening to your podcast for a while. So. Thank you. Well, when you reached out, well, I, I talked to you first, and I was like, just let me know. I will make time for you, <laughs> and when you reached out to me this week, I'm like, I, I'm so excited, so thank you for coming from Portland yeah. and everything and I just am thrilled so first things first to Savannah yes, I haven't taken oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> got about him absolutely <laughs> of course we got a cheers <laughs> you did great you did great I'm so bad at taking shots hey I think you did amazing um and forgive me I'm like struggling with like some sickness which is why I sound like I'm losing my voice so but <laughs> Okay, so you grew up in Austin, Texas. Yes. Have you always known that you wanted to go into the realm of design and illustrating? Yeah, um, which is really, like, weird because I think a lot of people don't know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was graphic design when I was little, but, like, when I was younger, I was collaging, and I wanted to be a fashion designer, so I was drawing clothes a lot. Um, I was just scrapbooking, just anything, everything creative, and so... When I got older, I was thinking about, like, what I want to do when I grow up. And, like, I saw, like, visual artists, and I was like, okay, yeah, I guess. that I didn't know what that was, <laughs> but I think that's what I want to do. And then um, in high school, I did newspaper, and, and then I became editor-in-chief. Wow. So, yeah. So, like, what year. were you, like, when you say you did newspaper, like, what did that entail? So, my first year in newspaper, I was, a, like, a photojournalist, and so I was writing and doing photos. And I really liked the way, like, you could incorporate writing and photography together mm -hmm. and then after that I became the editor for the I don't remember what section of the newspaper it was the entertainment section because it was the best part yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so that opened a like a world for me because I was like just laying out text and imagery and graphics and stuff and I was like okay that's what I want to do and then I went on to be editor-in-chief and I oversaw like the whole newspaper and like not to toot my own horn but we were like we won a lot of awards and like we were like very competitive mm -hmm. and so like we were always striving to be really good yes and so that's what made me realize okay I want to do graphic no design. toot your own horn yeah. which high school was it <laughs> uh Aikens on South First in okay yeah. that's so cool so what kind of awards would you guys be winning because of it so we the first time we went to like a national conference we got we placed I think like third or something and we were in surprised. the country yeah and so it was crazy because we were like a low-income school and like all of the schools there were very wealthy they weren't from texas mm -hmm. and so my teacher was kind of like okay guys like we're just coming to get inspiration from these people like don't be alarmed basically if you don't want anything yeah <laughs> but like from the state the state part we would get like bronze and second and then when i was editor-in-chief i got first for the uh the front page layout i did and they make you do it right there on site Oh, so, yeah. It, okay, so you're like, the pressure is on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and you have to know how to print it correctly and everything. Right so inside. why do you think, what is it about you that was, <laughs> you know, pe people took notice of? Because I, I know what it is, but I want to know if you know what <laughs> like, it is. Like just in general? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the fact that you're winning. I mean, y'all always <laughs> seem like pretty good because you were involved, but then yeah. you became in charge and suddenly, boom. Yeah. Like, it's pretty clear that you were the catalyst. Yeah. So why do you think that is? I don't know. I feel like I just always had a drive growing mm -hmm. up. Um, part of it is, like, my parents worked, re they still, they work really, really hard. 
And so I think I get that work ethic from them. Um, and also I'm like super introverted and like scared of looking dumb. And so that part of me like always pushes myself like, <laughs> like a good pride work, thing. Good work. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's so honest. Yeah. So when you graduated, did you continue to pursue it or mm-hmm. what, what happened next? So, uh, as far as newspaper, people had told me I should do newspaper at St. Edwards where I went to college. Um, but I was like, uh, I don't know, this is like kind of hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the college thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like super focused on my classes. So I didn't really do extracurriculars because I was really focused on just design work. Um, and so in college, I actually worked on campus for uh, my college, so School of Humanities. And so I was like the in-house graphic designer there. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so awesome. So that's where I really got kind of my first taste of like what it's like to work as a working designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, so, kind of. There was the other thing, the Whataburger thing. but Oh like. no, I know. And we're going to get into that because that is so cool. I'm like, the list that I have, it's so, I have so many questions. But so what would you say was the most like influential part of being the lead designer for the campus? Like, like what triggered you to carry on? I think just because I got to know so many people at my school like like not only just students but like the way the campus worked and I got to meet like different deans and professors and I kind of was thinking about on larger scale like if I was the in-house designer somewhere else I could meet all of these other people and like all the professors were coming to me asking if I could design stuff for them and um, around campus people would be like oh well the humanities has that graphic designer and so then we would were they the only ones who had it uh I think yeah, we, like, I was their designer for three years straight, and, like, no other school really had that kind of wow. dynamic. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. And, and how did they find you? Did they just decide they needed someone, and you... Yeah, they they posted a listing, and it was my freshman year, and I was like, I need a job. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. I worked at Karina's for, like, three months and hated it. Oh, God. And I was like, I'm never doing food service again. Yeah. And so I found that job, and they interviewed me, and they were like, can you do graphic design? And I was like, Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I'm going to school for. And so when I left the interview, I got an email, and they were like, you got the job. That is freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, no, so you already kind of, like, gave us a sneak peek. Tell me about the Whataburger (laughs) situation, because this is, and your Whataburger-inspired stuff, your chicken, what is it, honey? Honey butter chicken. That one, I love that. It just makes me happy when I look at it. So how did this go down? So in uh, one of my graphic design classes we had to do like a map a flow chart you know like the ones in the magazines where it's like oh like who should be your boyfriend like a celebrity or <laughs> yeah, yes or no kind of thing <laughs> yeah and so I did what should you order at Whataburger and so you followed a flow chart of just food illustrations of different things on the menu and then like it would take you down to like what you should order and like why you should order it and so I was like you know what Whataburger they're like super active on social media and mm-hmm. I'm gonna tweet them I didn't think they were going to say anything, and they didn't. I tweeted them, like, three times, and they finally saw it, and then they were like, hey, like, DM us. So I was in Whataburger's DMs. <laughs> <laughs> How many people can say that? <laughs> and then they uh, they just asked for my address, and I was like, okay, here it is. And then they gave me, like, a whole swag bag of, like, coupons and shirts and bags. Just their whole Whataburger store, like, they sent it to me. <laughs> yeah, and then that was that. I was like, Cool. And then two weeks later, I got a, a message on LinkedIn um, from their 
public relations office that are based in Austin, mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, like, we saw your work after Whataburger, like, tweeted it. We were wanting to know if you wanted an internship designing for Whataburger. Wow. Yeah. It was like a movie. I still yes. can't believe it. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. Because what inspired you to make the flowchart? Like, in that particular, like, that way? I was just thinking about Waterburger, honestly. <laughs> like in college, that was just the place. Yes, to, it still is. Yeah, it if still you're down is here. the place. Yeah, and I just thought it gets me through all of those hard times, like studying, and like it's always there for me at one a.m. So <laughs> literally any time of day. Yeah, I feel like um, I don't know. I just wanted to make something that was like gonna make people smile and wasn't that serious because I don't I don't like making stuff that's like that serious. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and so that's what kind of started everything, like all my food illustrations, and yeah. They're so good. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, you did like the food combo pairings or something oh, like yeah, that. I mean, it's just so fun. <laughs> we'll get into that. I okay. don't want to jump ahead. So, okay, so they ask you if you want to do this internship. And by the way, I didn't know that their public relations was based in Austin. Oh, yeah, that's that, and their advertising agency. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and you're still in Austin at this point. Yes. Okay. And St. Edward's is in Austin. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. right on. So when did you start? I mean, you immediately said yes, and then they're like, okay, start on Monday. Like, how did that go? And how long was the internship? So it was the entire summer of, what was it, 2016. Oh, wow, that's um, really recent. Yeah, and so I actually, like, missed that message. Like, I saw it, like, a week or two after they sent it, and I was like, oh, no, like... I'm not going to get this internship. Uh, and so then I reached out to them and they were like, hey, can you come in next week for an interview? And I was like, okay. And my mom drove me because I was like too nervous to drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to focus. Exactly. And then they interviewed me and then showed me around the office. And then I was like, I don't know if I got this. And they just like emailed me the offer letter like two days later. And I was like, oh, I guess I got this. Yes. <laughs> so they already had designers in house, right? Um, yeah, they did actually. They had contracted designers, which so I thought that was really cool. They yeah. they had me on, even though they already had designers. For sure. <laughs> yeah, no, like you clearly like have a passion for Whataburger, yeah. and I think they knew that they could utilize it. And the the illustrations I did, they had me basically like do everything on the menu based on those illustrations from my school project. So like one of those weeks was dedicated to just doing every single thing on the menu, making an illustration for it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, okay. Tell me that kind of process. Cause I have no graphic design knowledge, experience, nothing. So whenever they say, okay, like here's like the real picture of some <laughs> chicken tenders strips. Yeah. How do you, how do you do that? Like what's the process? You know, it's hard to explain. Like some people will trace, which is fine. But I did a really stylized version because I wanted it to be cartoony. Yeah. Because it could look kind of funky really fast. Mm-hmm. And so I started with the buns and just <laughs> drew buns. And then I did lettuce. I think I did them all separate. I was like, okay, here's my little lettuces. Here's my little tomatoes. Here's my little patties. And then so it became like just stacking them all on top of each other at yes. the end of this. I had all these little pieces and I was just stacking them. For each illustration. Like as if you're making... Yeah, a burger. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah, because I'm not sure... I mean, how many people would approach it that way, you know? Yeah. And be like, they'd probably just illustrate the whole. Exactly. And that makes it harder, I think. Interesting. So. That's so cool. Yeah. And very intensive, too. That That's a very interesting yeah. approach. So how long were you interning there? This just for... sounds so fun and magical. <laughs> I'm, like, so yeah. excited about this. It was for, I think, three months. And I just remember, I think to this day, it was one of, like, the hardest jobs I ever had, for sure. Why is that? 
because I was, so I was their youngest intern ever. All the interns were seniors graduating and I had just left uh, sophomore year, freshman year. And so I was like a baby mm. and I was really quiet. I didn't know how to like put my foot down or like talk to people. I was just kind of the quiet person doing all these illustrations and yeah. sending it their way. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just weird in, being in the working world at like 19. I had Absolutely. no idea what I was doing. All I knew was I knew how to do illustrations. So I was doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Especially when you said, you know, putting your foot down kind of thing, because yeah. at the time you're like, oh, I just feel so lucky to have this opportunity. Exactly. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I've been there. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, I can't mess up. I can't mess up. Mm -hmm. so. so what was your favorite piece that you did or project that you did? Oh, for the internship. Yeah. I did this. It never actually got um, released, but um, it was just an infographic about like statistics relating to Waterburger. Like, oh, we sold this many burgers. It could fill this many Olympic pools. And the Waterburgers that we sold are taller than three Eiffel Towers, things like that. So I got to draw all these little I love visuals that. like yeah. that, like the visual representations that uh, apply to like quantities or volumes yeah. or something. Those are so fun. Yeah, and then I also did um, the illustrations that I did. Like a year later, they had Valentine's cards on the websites to download, and they were my illustrations. You're kidding? On them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. Like your your stuff is fun. It's cartoony, but I feel like cartoony can sometimes be viewed as something. Like, not necessarily positive, but mm -hmm. I mean in the most positive of ways. Just fun. Yeah. Like, that's what I, how I would describe it. Like, fun and lighthearted. I just love looking <laughs> at your stuff. And so, did you also feel a certain kind of pressure because you're a Texas girl and Whataburger's a Texas gym? Oh, yeah. And you just wanted to make sure to deliver? I mean, what did everybody think? Like, your family and your friends and everything? So, I think that it really solidified to my family that I could have a career making art because I think... When I first went into college, they kind of were like, okay, Miha, like, you know, you do a little art, whatever. <laughs> and yeah. then I told them, like, I got an internship with Waterburger, and they're like, oh. and then they couldn't believe it. But then every time Waterburger would come out with something, they'd, like, at me and be like, did you do this? And, mm -hmm. like, you can't, you can't say that on social media. I know. <laughs> yeah, now people are going to be, like, stalking me. Yeah, or everyone would... That whole summer, everyone messaged me, do you have coupons? Can you give me a discount? Good <laughs> lord. I'm like, you can go get coupons from Whataburger. Yeah. Just go in. Yeah. <laughs> get some in the drive-thru. And, you know, at that point, we were, we were already dating at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I think Corpus meant a lot to me at that point, too, because, like, Whataburger's from Corpus. Absolutely. And, like, they had me, you know, read Whataburger history and learn about it and encourage me to just go to Whataburger sometimes. And wow. so, yeah, and so whenever I would come to Corpus, I would just notice Waterburger more often. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, I never realized how many Waterburgers there were here. Girl, <laughs> I mean, I know you know now, but it's like other city Starbucks. I mean, yeah. it's insane. <laughs> Someone told me, one of my relatives from Austin said, when you go into Corpus, do you notice an orange glow? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty clever. Yes, I do. That is too funny. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So how, because you're from Corpus. Uh, oh, yeah, Portland, but yeah. Okay, right on. <laughs> um, so how did y'all two meet? So. Is this too personal? No, no, okay. it's not at all. It's, it's, just, just, it's just funny. It's just very millennial. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> we were, okay, so when was Tumblr, I think, like in 2010? Yeah. We met on Tumblr. They, do you know what Tumblr is? Yeah. Okay, so... That's where my husband goes to get his memes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we were both really into the music community on Tumblr. 
it was a lot more lively back then, the music community on Tumblr. And so he would come to Austin sometimes for concerts, but we had never, like, crossed paths, even mm-hmm. though we were at some of the same shows sometimes. I yeah. believe Before that. Before that, yeah. So y'all were, it was literally just, like, an internet friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we just, we would Those always... Those are very real. Yeah. <laughs> I have them with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we would just, like, talk about music all the time. I think that's all we would talk yeah. about is music. And so... One day I was like, hey, um, I'm going to this party. And it was at Trailer Space Records, which isn't a, a thing anymore. Rest in peace. Ugh. But yeah, story of Austin. We'll I know. <laughs> I know we are going to get to that. I have yeah. so many questions. So yeah, Trailer Space, it was a tiny, tiny record store. It was at capacity. So once you were in, you were in. If you left, you had to get back in line to wait for more people to leave. Oh, wow. So we both got there early. I didn't know he was actually going. We just talked about it because he's a boy and doesn't yeah. confirm things <laughs> yeah. okay so it's not just certain guys it's just guys yeah, Got it. guy so i told my so friends we're in line and i say this guy that i know i think he's gonna be here but he never told me he was actually coming so i don't know and i get in there and the first thing i see is this like guy just like head banging so hard <laughs> and i knew it was him and I told my friends, oh my god, that's him. He didn't even tell me he was going to be here. And I was like mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like too shy to go up to him. Then he called my name and I didn't hear him. And I walked past him and my friends were like, you just ignored him. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, um, but then after that, we both worked up the courage to talk to each other. And we, so we didn't want to leave this record store because like all of our favorite bands were playing. So we were stuck together for, what, like, 12 hours that day. Wow. Yeah. That sounds fun. It was yeah, super it was fun. fun. Like, all my friends were there. They all met him that day. And we just all, like, had this big party at a record store How all cool day long. How cool is that? Yeah. And then we didn't really know we were going to be together. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Like, we just kind of knew we were going to see each other again. And mm-hmm. then one day I asked him, I was like, are we together? And he was like... Well, I want to call you my girlfriend. I was like, okay. I love it. No, well, I, you, I believe in that kind of stuff. Like, you just develop a connection with someone, and yeah. it's just kind of understood, and I don't know. You're both heading the same way, yeah. and it just makes sense. It was really organic. Yes. Yeah. I love that. That's so, oh my gosh. So then, you know, as you guys, because you're still in Portland, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're in Austin, so it's a long distance mm-hmm. thing. So tell me about your first time coming down. Or had you come down when, before when you were a kid? It took a while. I didn't come down here until a few months. And at that point, like, my family, they come here a lot, like, to go to the beach and stuff. And so they would stay in Port Aransas. Mm-hmm. So he, like, made the trek over the ferry to come see me. Aww. And then we went back to Portland. And so for a while when we were dating, I was, like, I didn't really have any feelings towards Corpus. And it wasn't until, like the whole Waterburger stuff happened where, like, I really started to care about Corpus. It's like the home of Waterburger. You can't not exactly. like Corpus. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I guess Corpus also was kind of like an organic love that happened, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it makes perfect sense that you ended up down here. Yeah. Like, doing what you're doing. And, you know, it's funny. When I was little, like, kids would always be like, I'm going to the beach, you know, for summer break. And I'd always tell them, I've never been to Corpus Christi. Like, my parents still haven't taken me to Corpus Christi. And I live here, so it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Because, you know, growing up in Corpus, or I'm sure growing up in Portland, you never really hear anybody outside of Corpus talking about Corpus. But it's funny, because you were. (laughs) Yeah. That's so neat. Yeah. Uh, So, growing up in Austin had to have been some of the most inspiring, like, memories and situations. And has that influenced your style of design and like how your mind works when it comes down to what you produce. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, a little bit like, I feel like Austin is just super chill and 
yeah i feel like i'm more i don't want to say free spirit that might sound dumb but like growing up in austin it was, <laughs> it was it was very hippie it's not really that hippie anymore but it was no, like absolutely this really hippie place and how old are you uh 23 okay yeah, yeah very yeah i'm like 10 years older than you. <laughs> um but my older brother lived there for a little while when i guess was he married yeah, he, when he first got married. And so we go visit him, and that's whenever the drag was, like, mm-hmm. still the drag. And there yeah. was just all local businesses yeah. and, like, UT and banks had to take over and stuff. Feeling. No, I mean, just being there, like, the few, I think maybe I spent, like, two weeks there one summer. Like, totally changed my perspective. Yeah. I, I understood why everybody wanted to move to Austin then. Yeah, then. Um, yeah, but, yeah, was... so you were saying that the hippie vibes yeah, were prevalent. it was, and... Like, I definitely, I love that I grew up there. Um, growing up there now, I would not like because the traffic and it's just so unaffordable. Like, it's just, it's changed so much. And so it's different being in Austin as an adult than as a kid, mm-hmm. especially with the span of like, what, 13 years or whatever. Um, yeah. And so I feel like I'm definitely more inspired by Corpus. And so there was kind of this pivotal point in college when I was studying Chicano art and it was in art history. And my professor didn't want me to study Chicano art. She said I wouldn't find enough academic research about it. Like, okay, why do you think that is? Yes, I know. That's so limiting. Yeah, it's weird. I, like, fought tooth and nail to do that. And I'm glad I did because I think that really showed me that I felt like Chicano art in Austin um, was kind of dwindling. Like, it's not there anymore. And it's because, I don't know, the culture is really changing. Like, the cultural landscape is really changing. Um gosh not to get too political but like austin is like one of the fastest growing cities but also losing the most amount of number of like black people living there Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think that's very telling as to how the culture is changing um and the way people of color are treated in austin Mm -hmm. and so when i started studying chicano art that's when i got really interested in chicano art in texas not not austin that's when i realized how much i love chicano art and how much of it is not in austin dang yeah and so that's when i kind of discovered like myra zamora and i was like wow i love her work and i started discovering from her all these other artists in corpus christi and that was like really really inspiring to me and then he had taken me to like to art walk and k-space and the good job yeah <laughs> <laughs> the art scene was just so different here and it was uh, I don't know, it was just kind of reminiscent of the Chicano art I was studying in college and that I wasn't, I didn't have that in Austin and that's why I wanted to learn about it at school because we had to give a presentation about it mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I have to tell all these white people about Chicano art. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, but you're yeah. right. I mean, there's nothing quite like South Texas and when yeah. I'm saying South Texas, I'm really indicating like Corpus and surrounding areas and like Coastal Bend, of yeah. course, anything down south, although I think te- San Antonio is technically yeah. considered South Texas. And, you know, like, my family, you know, they're all super Tejano, but in Austin, it's just, it's hard to kind of express that, especially now, it's just changing so much. And so here, it's just nice, we're like, cumbia is just part of the culture. Yes. And hot Cheetos are just part of the culture. <laughs> oh, I love them so yeah. much. What and was your combo? Hot Cheetos and hot cheese? Hot Cheetos and pickles. Oh, oh and pickles. cheese. And okay. Cheese too. No, I know. I'm like, yeah. And then you had a bag of it, and I was like, or Sprite? Yes. yes I I, you've, I've been craving it ever since I saw it. So good. Well, so I went to school. I also went to school in Austin, and um, some of our favorite places to be would be on East Cesar Chavez. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can get, like, really good Mexican food yeah. and just, like, candy. Or, I mean, it, it seemed like a different area, but then yeah. I... I 
Last time I went up there, my friends were kind of like, well, you know, the restaurants we went to aren't around anymore. There was one yeah. called Nuevo Leon that we, like, loved. I have a lot of feelings about East Austin. <laughs> oh, I, that kills me because, yeah, because, you know, coming to Corpus, and I'm sure you know, being from Corpus and Corpus area, people have been wanting to get out, like, from day mm-hmm. one and want to go to Austin. And, I mean, well, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I don't know. It just... I guess it makes me sad, but I'm not in their position. I didn't grow up here, but mm-hmm. coming here from a different place, it felt more like a breath of fresh air. Um, and I guess a lot of people wouldn't see it that way, but at least my friends who are actually from Austin and remember like old Austin, they see my pictures on Instagram and Corpus and they're like, wow, like I didn't even know all that stuff was there and I have to visit you now. And, yes. Yeah. That makes um, me so happy because it's like, oh, people realize like, oh, Cor- Corpus is looking pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It totally <sighs> is. And I feel, okay, so... Um, I don't know. I just feel like I feel very resentful towards Austin because so East Austin, my whole family, uh, had ties there. Like my great grandma came there on a horse and buggy from San Marcos. Wow. Yeah. So I love that you know that history too. Yeah. And so that's super important to me, my family's history, because I felt like I was losing it in Austin, the way it's changing, the way East Austin is changing. And so... Um, I like did a whole book about my grandma's life in East Austin and how it was the body. Like it was so different back then. And I don't know. I can't fathom what it, what it is now. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like what Austin is and he, coming here is just it's nice. It was meant to be. Like yeah. I said, whenever I ran into you at that event, it was the Texas creator summit and you told me you were here. I was just like, finally. <laughs> Cause like I said, I've been, I've been a fan of yours for a while. I'm not even sure how I discovered you. I mean, I know it was on Instagram and, and it was from an illustrator. No, it was for the tea is for tamales book. Really? I want that book. One day I'm buying the book. <laughs> Tell me about the inspiration behind yes. it. I'm obsessed with it because I'm a mom of a two year old. and I, like, I want to get him this book. Cause he's half, well, my husband's family is, is Mexican. And so, you know, he's it's part yeah. of his culture, so I just love it. So t- tell me about this book. It's so fucking cool. Thank you. So that yes. was that was another thing I really had to fight tooth and nail for in college, um, because we basically have like a senior thesis at the end of the year when we're a senior, and it's our whole design show in a gallery. And I didn't know what I was doing for many months, and I just was like telling my professors, I don't know. I want to do something related to tamales. And like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> just, just know that's what just I want to do. Just let it happen. Exactly. I just needed it to happen. And I was in Corpus when I got the idea. I was. Oh my we god, were, that makes me even happier. It was at two, three a.m. in the morning. I was like about to go to sleep, and then I woke up and was like, Oh my god, that's what I'm doing—a children's lettering lettered book. And so then I just did all the ABCs, I wrote them out, and I just started shooting off all these words related to the experience of tamales. Because that was the thing, all I knew was I wanted to capture what that ritual is like making tamales. And again, being in Austin, um, especially at a private university, there's lots of privileged people, most of them don't come from my background, no one understood what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. That and then, blows my mind. Yeah. And I That's thought, a Catholic university, right? Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. And then I thought, we're in Texas. Like, this isn't fair that y'all don't know about this stuff. We're in Texas. I don't care if it's Austin. We're still in Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just as valid just because it's not in Austin. Mm-hmm. And so... Preach, girl. <laughs> yes. And so then I, I made me feel like there are people I know in Austin who do practice these rituals, but we're just not even noticed or recognized you know people just see the tamales and buy them they don't understand the days that it takes and the labor so much work yeah and it just it's kind of like a party too Mm -hmm. and so i didn't know how the heck i was gonna put all of that in a book 
and or anything I didn't know what it was gonna look like and so yeah that's when I started reaching out to my friends who are from all over Texas I started reaching out on Instagram just asking people like what what could stand for Z and X like I don't know what words could go with that and um, what so, are they what okay X was X miss okay that's and perfect Z was uh, I, what was Z I think it was like I don't remember what Z was. No, I know. I'm all, that That would be tough. I didn't even consider that because I'm like, it's such a great yeah. idea and the execution's so good. But oh yeah. yeah, you need to figure out 26 words. Yeah, it was super, super challenging. <coughs> and my professors did not understand that. And so I, when I got the critique back, they were like, W is for winter. We could say that too. I'm like, no, you can't. Like, you don't understand why winter is the season for tamale making. And they were mm -hmm. like, G is for grandma. Anyone could say that. I'm like, no, you don't get why G is for grandma. Yeah, no, it's it all related. Yeah. Yeah. And so they really saw it as like, okay, you just listed words with letters and slapped it together. I and mean, that was not true. Yeah. I worked, and that was the first time I ever did hand lettering because I was so. Um, insecure about the way I hand lettered because I'm left-handed and so when we were taught how to do it I didn't do it correctly I always got like C's on the typography assignments. wow well yeah. no I have a mad like fascination for lefties I always notice when people are left-handed <laughs> always because y'all's mind is just works differently yeah. like y'all are just sharper y'all just think of things others don't No, I have mad respect for lefties <laughs> seriously that's so funny to me yeah <laughs> that they that you would get C's in typography. And that's another question I have. What is typography exactly? Oh man, okay. So I mean, I think typography is just the way you're expressing a feeling with letters and people might people might be like, That's stupid. But it's a thing. I probably cares what people say. <laughs> like, I mean everything has a different connotation, you know, like metallic is fun you wouldn't use for I don't know, like a church. Yep. You know, but you're absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually the perfect example because you are setting a tone yeah. with the font mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it, the yeah. style. Hmm. And so then it's like... That, you've explained it perfectly. Yeah, and it gets even more complicated when you get into like drawing letters because that's different from writing letters. When you're drawing the letters, you're thinking about the skeleton of the whole letter. It's a lot. It so is a lot. That was why I was so intimidated from hand lettering. And then I realized I don't have to listen to these rules. I'll just do whatever I want. Yes. That I think is typography. And so that's when it all just kind of happened for me, I think. It's such a beautiful book. And, and so you have a website. Yes. www.savannagarza.com. Yep. With like, it was, I couldn't, I wanted to read everything, but I was like, <laughs> I want her to tell me some of it, but it just lists out like all the super cool stuff you've done. And, I mean, of course, the Tea for Tamales book was on there, which is how I, how I found out about you. And it, I mean, so did you get the book, like, how does it work? Like, do you get a publisher? Like, how does that happen? So, yeah, so I did it through um, this website called Blurb, where you can self-publish books. Oh. Which is why it's more expensive, because they're mm -hmm. the ones publishing it all for you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I am, like, 21 years old in college. I don't know how to do that stuff by myself. Yeah. So that's why I used Blurb. I would like to publish it on my own one day, because it is to. very expensive for that reason. Well, that's why I'm like, I'm going to get yeah. it one day. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to kind of revamp it and be able to sell it on my own terms and not on Please Blurbs. do. Yeah. I think you'd be surprised how many people will want that. I mean... Like I said, I mean, you have, when you have a little kid, I'm thinking like, okay, educational, right? Educational and fun. Uh, also incorporating his culture? <laughs> yes, please. Like, yeah. so did you, do you have a copy for yourself? I hope yes, you do. I do. Okay. Did you show it to your family? Oh yeah. I actually like got one printed just for my grandma too. 
because she's like a big inspiration for my work. I feel like she's why I care so much about like my identity and my culture. So I feel like everything I do is for my grandma. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Yeah. And uh, you, so you had a close, have a close relationship mm-hmm. with her. Yes. Okay. And I, I, uh, people who have relationships with their grandparents, I think, is so neat because all mine passed away like pretty young, mm-hmm. like in their, I don't, know, I'd say like seventies ish, and I never really got to know them. Mm-hmm. So people who have spent a lot of time with their grandparents and look like yours has inspired. Yeah so much of your work I, I just think that's incredible like what a yeah. gift yeah and I feel like you know you don't have your grandparents forever I, mean, I wish you could yeah but that's why I'm always like trying to I'm always bothering her like grandma tell me about this story and tell me about that history and so um well no you can't get it any purer yeah than from someone who lived it yeah exactly oh my gosh and see that's the kind of thing I'm talking about like so uh we um slight tangent so ashley arevalo you were very good friends with her there was the period rally uh, in austin and Uh she read the story about her grandma having to drop out of school and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i'm like it makes me think like what did my grandparents have to go through you Mm -hmm. know in in particular the ladies and like you still have like a source to interact with and hear it from her perspective yeah that's so important it is and like I always tell him, like, Grandma, you don't even realize, like, you're here to tell me the history of Austin. And she's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's no big deal, right? She's like, I rode a horse and buggy. Like, big yeah. deal. But... And, like, she, so she drove me around East Austin when I did the book about her life. And she was like, yeah, that's where my... I thought you said you did a book about her life. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about this. But yeah. if, So she drove you around Austin. Yeah, that was part that of the detail. book. Yeah, so okay. um, we, one of my classes was just dedicated to making a book about East Austin and it didn't have to be didn't have to be any certain narrative we got to pick. We had a lot of freedom um, in our design classes, which is why I really got to experiment yes. with everything. And so, and then my professor was like, "You have the most unique perspective out of anyone in the class because your family is from East Austin." So she really pushed me to make the book about her. Wow. Yeah, and I finally. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so I got really. I mean, I was already really close to my grandma, but I got to bond with her on this like whole other level. I mean. Yeah, she drove me around to all the properties her dad owned in East Austin, which is insane now because it's like millions of dollars. And um, the store that he owned and the the house that he built and the other house that they lived in. And then um, one of my tios, one of the parks is named after him in East Austin. We went to his house. Wow. Yeah, and he was just telling us about times in East Austin. And yeah. How neat is that? Yeah. I mean, there are people doing, like, a 23andMe kind of thing to find out their lineage, and you... I just well, saw it all right there. That, yeah, like, and and not only that, because, I mean, that in and of itself is cool, but then you turned it into a book. Yeah. What'd you call the book? Uh, Los Remanentes, so Remnants, but in Spanish. I love that. Yeah. Do you have a copy of that, too? Yes. Oh, I my do. gosh. So you <laughs> seem to have, like, a tendency to lean toward putting things in book form, which yeah. I like. I really like storytelling, like visual storytelling. I don't, I haven't done a book in a while, but those two books made me realize that I'm a visual storyteller. Yeah, when you wanted to be a visual artist, it's all like coming full circle. (laughs) I know, it's weird. (laughs) Don't sleep on the book thing, because I think this is going to come back into rotation pretty soon. Yeah, like you just think it might. (laughs) Your illustrations and everything, I mean, it's just perfect. So not only are you doing the, the, uh, like illustrations and stuff like that, but you also run Typography of Texas. Yes. Tell me about this. It's so fun. I love it. I mean, where'd the idea come from? Uh, That came in Corpus, too. 
because that, that know, makes me really happy. Yeah. I just have to say. And by the way, guys, Typography of Texas is on Instagram at Typography of Texas. It's Thanks. so awesome. <laughs> yes. So, um, so Christian's a courier, so I'll, I'll go with him sometimes, and we'll just drive around all of Corpus because of that. Mm-hmm. And I would always see these really cool hand painted signs everywhere, like the taquerias and the auto shops. And I was just like, wow, like there is some cool type out here in the wild. And so I just started taking photos of it, and then. I was like, I kind of want to collect this somewhere. I didn't want it to be just about Corpus, though, because I was driving from Austin to Corpus, and I wanted to take photos on my way through Austin and Corpus, and then we road trip a lot, too, throughout Texas. I know. Y'all go to some really cool places. We love road tripping, so that also inspired me to take photos on our travels, because usually you wouldn't care about stopping in Skidmore or something like that, but then you see a cool sign, and then you want to know about it. We went through post texas one time and i took a photo literally post yeah never even heard of it so by that he had looked up post texas and it was named after the guy who started post cereals or something what yeah so there's a whole history with that town and i wouldn't have we wouldn't have known that had i not stopped the car and like taken the photo i literally had no idea until this second yeah that is so neat. Like, what's hidden? I mean, I'm just... Texas is magnificent to me. I agree. I mean, there's parts of it that I that aren't frequented that are just so beautiful. And not yeah. even, like, the hill country, which is the most known. Um, so I'm just, like, a Texas lover, me like, too. through and through. And so, where all in Texas have y'all been? And where's been y'all's favorite place to visit? Ooh, okay. So, we... Okay, our first ever trip we took together was to Marfa, and we're actually going to end the decade going back to Marfa, I want to go too. there so bad. It's I've awesome. never been. That's probably my next anniversary trip. It's, it's very eerie. It's a yes. straight-up ghost town. Yes. Yeah. And I'm so, all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so we really liked Marfa, um, and then we go to Colorado a lot, and so we travel throughout all of Texas because of that, too. And y'all um, literally just enjoy the drive. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. It's nice the time you have to listen to podcasts yeah. and just talk to each other. Mm-hmm. He's he's used to it now. I'm just like pull over, <laughs> like slam on the brakes, turn but around then, because there's not like a we need to be here by you know yeah. like yeah. a super super strict. So you're schedule. enjoying the journey, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself um, because that's that's true. It's yeah. like you you have to enjoy like every portion of it, and you literally turned it into this beautifully curated instagram page like i love it i mean what a great idea because yeah i think we've all noticed it but have we taken the time to appreciate it you're literally just admiring and documenting a sign that someone hand-painted and probably didn't think twice no one's gonna notice it's literally just information yeah and you're appreciating it for the art yeah there's an art form to the the hand-painted sign you know and um yeah, I don't know. It made me appreciate Texas a lot more. I mean, I love Texas, but like now I love, love Texas, obviously, because like Waterburger and Typography of Texas. Um, no joke. Yeah. What an interesting, like, journey that yeah. Ford's obviously going to come up more, like, <laughs> that you've been on. Um, so people can submit pictures to you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. DM okay. or mention, tag. Okay. Yeah. And I, I usually will go and, like, creep for, like, an hour, like, on different Texas hashtags, too. But I've, I have a good community going of people who, like, know I'm looking for photos. And so they'll, like, tag me and be like, hey, look at this photo. Yeah. And so it's literally just a passion project. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. It helped me It helped me define Texas beyond Austin, mm-hmm. for sure. Because, like, me and my friends from Austin who moved out of Austin, we talk about this a lot. How, like, living in Austin, we were, like, tricked into believing that was, like, the center of the universe. <laughs> Golly, so, that sounds like like propaganda, like like communist <laughs> propaganda. 
But um, yeah, and so leaving Austin, like we've gone to Houston together, we've gone to Marfa together. I mean, we've gone through all the little towns like Lubbock and Amarillo, everywhere, El Paso. Which also, I have this weird desire to go to El Paso. Like, yeah, I really want to go. It's beautiful. They have mountains. Yeah, it's I love mountains. So <laughs> see, I mean, I maybe have seen mountains like twice in my life, but. It's just like some for some reason I just want to drive yeah. like the twelve hours to El Paso, and it's like a living, is... breathing city with its own culture. And it's, I don't know. I just get so curious, like how they're doing their thing, mm-hmm. and, you know. So yes, well, I mean the fact that you've been there like all these all these times, like uh, you you visited all these different places and just come to appreciate it. And so Marfa is the place. I love Marfa. Okay, I can't wait to go because there's that little Prada store. Right? Yeah, Prada Marfa. That, and then I think is is that where the Target is too. I, I think that one was like a temporary one. It was kind of like a spoof okay. on it. Yeah, but... It's just funny. Yeah, did you see the lights? Funny. The, no, when we went... We did. We did? Yeah. I don't there, remember that. I have, on the side of one of the highways, there's like a little... It was a viewing center. Yeah, like a little viewing center. It's right off the road. And and so you can look through like... Uh, I think they have binoculars there you can look at. And, and so... You, so you'll see these lights. That is kind of around. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm so into. We're like, really into UFOs. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. Like a lot. That's why I like road tripping too. Because you, you see some shit. I bet, right? Yeah. Do y'all drive through the night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've you seen see... weird stuff in Bernie, Texas. Really? Remember? I don't remember. It was like a year ago. We you saw have some to tell me stuff. I don't. I can't remember what exactly it was, but there was a weird thing floating in the sky. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. No, I mean, it's pretty... Yeah, I've seen some stuff that just can't be explained. Like, things... You know, planes don't just stop and literally change direction. Like, change axes. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I can have a whole different conversation about this. But yeah, uh, ancient aliens is my jam. Okay, so... When did you start doing... What, did it, what was it called? Brand identity for, like... Companies like Comfy and stuff like that because you have a whole, you like developed it all like the yeah, line so, and the like the sleeping eyes yeah. and all that stuff. It's cool. Thank you. Yes, Those, that's actually a fake project. You're kidding? No way. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell. I mean, I bought it. I'm all. What is this? Well, that's good. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, no. I mean, it's was... totally sellable. Like Thanks. people would buy that. It's just it's fun for me to just make up things and I don't know make the branding. I've done that. With Comfy and then Cowboy Coffee. Okay, Cowboy yeah. Coffee is an idea. Yes. And I knew, because I was like, no, I definitely would have heard of Cowboy Coffee <laughs> if it were for real. Um, so I was like, okay, she's doing like a mock-up kind of thing. That was so, um, for t- class. Yeah, so what, it, how do you get inspired to do like a, spe- like a specific, I don't know, what would you even call it? Like design for mm-hmm. a brand. Because it's like so many, you know, it could go any way. Mm-hmm. So what, how do you focus onto one idea? So, uh, I don't know. I like to think I'm really empathetic. I feel like any designer has to be empathetic. And so, um, you really have to get inside the mind of someone who needs what the brand is selling. And so, with Comfy, um, I was basically the person who needed what that was. But, like, I knew a lot of other girls who also would be really into this idea. And so, Comfy was, like, comfortable t-shirts. So, that was, like, a line of sleepwear. And there was, like, a lavender mist and, like, the softest material. Yes. Sleep clothes with, like, really cute, like, sayings on them. Um, and, yeah, so that was super cool because I had to come up with everything, like, the business plan, the marketing plan, like, how much everything was going to be wholesale, shipping costs. And that was just for a project class that was teaching us how to run our own business. 
Um, so it's definitely inspired me as far as like freelancing, like to do my own thing. Yes. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I like to think about like color psychology a lot and what certain colors feel like. Like lavender is a very soothing color, which yes. is why that was like one of the big brand colors. Um, yeah, I'm really into like just color psychology. And so I feel like that kind of defines... And see, that's it. something that I had no idea existed, but it makes perfect sense. I mean, that's why they yeah. say, like, restaurants, tend, like, fast food chains tend to use, like, the brights. Uh-huh, like red. Mm-hmm. But if you noticed, yeah, they're all red, yeah. not orange. Yes, because the people who have, like, turned that into a science. Yeah. Um, but it makes perfect sense when you say, like, of course, the cool colors, like, lavender is relaxing. No, I mean, I was, like, into it. I'm like, this is fucking <laughs> awesome, because you did something where it's, like, what, how, how we think we look when we wake yeah. up, or when we're sleeping, how, like clothing companies think we look and then like how, how we, we really actually look. look. It's like Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally passed out. And I mean, so many people can relate to that. So like your style is also relatable. Not to mention like, you you know, it's like what do women want to wear to bed? Yeah. And it's not like what Victoria's Secret is yeah. typically selling. It's a like big the, t-shirt. Yes. I mean, yes, absolutely. And so I think that you're just being so down to earth and real translates also but so tell me about the idea about cowboy coffee because i'm obsessed (laughs) with it like your ideas are so good like how do you hold back from executing them i'd be like you need to like copyright this oh i know sometimes i get so many ideas and i'll like spit them out at him and i don't know why i just spit them out he probably so i don't forget them but (laughs) i'm forgetful so that's not good yeah i'm I'm no help we got the idea for Cowboy. It was kind of a joint effort. Yeah, and I saw that, that yeah. you mentioned that. And so, yeah, because we had taken so many road trips, and Colorado is our favorite road trip, and they have Dutch Brothers. That's their big coffee place. It's also in Portland, Oregon, which we also have gone to their Dutch Brothers. Um, but there's, like, a Dutch Brothers, not everywhere, but it's just, like, really special when you see one. I don't mm-hmm. know why. They just they have so many flavors, like birthday cakes. Well, it just holds a special little... place in your heart kind of thing. Yeah, and so we were like, oh, like, I wonder, like, we need one. We need a Dutch Brothers. And then we're like, no, we need, like, a Texas one. And we were like, I think we That were makes on... me so happy. Y'all are so cute. <laughs> we were, I think we were coming back from Colorado on the road trip because you're stuck together in the car. So we're, like, just jotting that down, all these flavors that you could do. Like, oh, an apple pie frappe. Or a Mexican hot chocolate mocha, um, or what, did he, you know, any others? Yeah, oh, yeah. horchata, horchata oh latte. Yeah, and so we were like, oh my god, like this is such a good idea. It's such a good idea. So then I just started, and I was getting into hand lettering at that time, so I wanted to do a hand lettered logo. Um, and I just had fun building out a menu and curating the photos for it, yes. the storytelling. And, you did the whole thing. Yeah. There's mugs and stuff. I'm like, how do I get this mug <laughs> and this shirt? I mean, you literally created, like, a world. Yeah. I think that's what I like about those things is when you're branding, you're creating that world, and you're having to envision, like, the scenario you're going to be in. That is so fun. I mean, so would you say you're a natural? You seem like you are. I feel like it. I feel like design always came intuitively to me. Like, I clearly I've come across challenges and struggles with design, but naturally it's something I've always been interested in, never gotten bored of it, because I get bored with a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. but not design. (laughs) When you have this many ideas and are that creative, I can imagine. Um, So tell me, how did Corpus get so lucky to have you here (laughs) full time? So, um, it's a very funny story. The stars kind of aligned for me. I just wanted to quit my job. That was what happened. I was working for a tech company in Austin, and I was like, I hate this. I don't want to... And you were doing design? Yeah. Okay. And But it was very, like, 
roles were very defined. It was... It was a big company. Yeah, so it was just very... It um, was... <laughs> it was a very much like assembly line workflow, and that's not how my brain works. I have to have this room to create, not in these defined structures. Um, so yeah, I was very bored. I wasn't stimulated at work. Um, then it just took up my whole day commuting in Austin to work and back. I felt like that episode in SpongeBob when Squidward is just going to work, going to the store, mm -hmm. and then he goes home. Yeah, and he does his ballet. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's how I felt. I guess it's interpreted, but yes. I don't watch SpongeBob. <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, and so it just got progressively worse for me. Like, I kept telling him, like, I'm just so unhappy here. I don't want to be here. And in Corpus, I just felt like I could just sit down and be like, <sighs> like, just breathe. And it was just nice. I don't know. I just liked the vibe. And so I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to quit my job and go freelance. I don't know if it's going to work. And then when I was there Perhaps for to you, girl. Yeah, yeah, and I, I still want to go full-time freelance in the future one day. Um, I think I am very entrepreneurial, so I'm kind of heading in that way sometime. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, but there's just so much I want to learn. And so, you know, I want to I learn different things before I go freelance. And so, anyway, um, one of my last weeks at this company, I was just scrolling on Instagram. And I always followed Marina Arts. I mean, ever since we went to Art Walk, um, I just was really interested in Marina Arts District and everything that they were doing. I liked their branding and everything. And then they had posted that they were hiring. And so I texted my friend like, hey, like, look what I just saw. Isn't this crazy? And she was like, that's a sign. You should apply. And I was like, okay, I guess I will. And so I applied the first day the application went live. And then Erica, who's now my coworker, she emailed me the next day and was like, can we interview you? Or she just emailed me, thanks for your application. I thought, okay. Oh, okay, cool. Just like a whatever we got email. it yeah yeah then I got a call from her and I remember like my my coworker was laughing at me because I just went blank I was just like oh, I didn't know what to do I was frozen she had to like walk me into a conference <laughs> room <laughs> and close the door yeah so then I answered and then they were like you're the only person we've contacted so far for an interview I was like, oh, dang. And then I still thought, I didn't get the job, though. <laughs> and then I interviewed. Um, that's when I met my boss now, who was also on the podcast, Alyssa Barrera. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. Yeah. And I was just super inspired by the way she talked about Corpus Christi and just her story. and Woman of the year. Yeah, woman the of the year. Woman of the year. Yeah. Little detail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Slight, slight little yeah. interesting fact. And so <coughs> in the interview, I thought I wasn't going very good because I was so nervous. And then by the end of it, me and Alyssa were like hyping each other up, talking about Corpus. And um, yeah, so then I got the offer a few weeks after that. And I thought, okay, like this was a definite sign that Absolutely, I should have moved. Like yes. everything just, like the universe was looking out for me and gave me what I needed. Always. Yeah. That is, because like I said, I, I, I it's been like three times that I've said it, but I've just admired your work for so long. And it's like, well, I'd love to talk to her, but I'm kind of trying to like focus and uh, then you ended up here, and yeah. I'm just like, yeah, it was so meant to be, because I suddenly saw you on Instagram posting more and more pictures of your being in Corpus. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> so when did you start with them? I started with the Downtown Management District um, October 8th, I think. Okay, yeah. so it's like a very new yeah. development. It's very new. I feel like it's been longer than two months. I just feel like I, I don't know, I'm just doing the work I want to do, and I have more creative control. Like they really trust me with what I what I think looks good and the direction that yes. I think is right. 
So, um, yeah, I've had a lot of fun. It's very different from my other job. Yeah, that's so, so important. I mean, yeah. like you said, you just do better whenever you have that kind of freedom to explore yeah. whichever route you want to do. Totally. And so, like, for Peppermint Lane... Yes! Was... <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so glad you brought this up. That was the first big project I really did. And that was cool because I was completely new, and they just kind of handed me the reins as far as design. Um yeah, so I got to do a shirt. I got to do the all snow the signage. Globe, dude. The, snow the snow globe, globe is yeah. so awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, that was super, super fun. I had a lot, and I'm like a super Christmassy person. Okay, good to know. So I was very in my element doing all of that stuff. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. Forgive me. Peppermint Lane downtown. Does that happen all the time? No, it was brought back last year. It okay, was, uh, something they did in the '60s. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm like, have I been missing this this whole time? <laughs> and I feel like I, I knew more about it this year mm-hmm. because of the really awesome design work that you Thanks. did, and then of course the Corpus Christi coloring book. Yeah. Um. So, what inspired the snow globe idea? I mean, it was just like whimsical Christmas. I think so. I Alyssa was like, I want a T-shirt, like a new idea for the T-shirt. And we had just uh, finished decorating our house with Christmas stuff, and they have a fuck ton of snow globes, and so <laughs> like a collection. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, and I want so more. yeah, like they're so fun. You just like shake them, and, all and they're just snow. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought, okay, like we've been designing all these little Corpus Christi elements. Like, why not let's encapsulate it? Like, Corpus is in a snow globe because that will never happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once every thirteen yeah. years or something like that. <laughs> No, it came out perfectly. And then you also did the, I noticed it was like on a, like a phone. Yeah. So you did that whole layout too. What do you call that? A campaign? What do you call that? Oh, like, yeah, like the social media yeah. campaign. Yeah. So me and our, um, we have a intern who does most of our social media stuff and we kind of work together on like, how do we explain Peppermint Lane before it starts? Because the big thing was parking mm-hmm. because like I, it's funny hearing people here talk about parking, <laughs> yeah. Because in Austin, it's a lot more stressful, but I get it. And so we had like this explanation, like parking meters are free on the weekends, and I think that was really huge to show people on Instagram. Look at all this stuff we got you covered. We're showing you the vendors. We're showing you what food you can eat. We're showing you local restaurants you can go to. So yeah, it was it was fun to be a part of something. It was big. so beautiful. I mean, it's just one of those things. It makes you stop and look and think, wow, this is cool, this is something I want to do, or, you know, uh, something I want to interact with. I mean, and to me, that's the goal, right? You want people to be interested in what it is you're designing for. Yeah, And you got that down. Yeah, and, like, I feel like Corpus is really special to me, so getting to work with the DMD and, like, getting to be a part of that larger picture of, like, like, here are my designs, like, let's make something cool and hope people resonate with it. Yes. So I'm really excited to, like, be a part of something like that. Me too. I mean, it just is a perfect fit. Yeah. When you told me you were down here and what you were doing, of course you are. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it just made perfect sense that the stars aligned to get you yeah. here. So something that I want to touch on real quick is I just absolutely love, and I'm, I'm thinking that you're making them just for you. But the little designs for like the Christmas cards or like my favorite one is the Merry Christmas y'all and it's in the shape of the Texas, but it's like different little, so those are just for fun, right? Yeah. So you even made time to do it when you're not working, (laughs) which shows how much you love it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Sometimes I just can't stop. Like if I'm bored, I'll just start doodling on my iPad and that turns into a post. They're so cool. I mean, you did the food pairing thing. I mean, you did the Christmas ones. You made Christmas cards, like just because... Like, 
you're just one of those people <laughs> that just has it. Yeah. And it's so inspiring to watch. So Thanks. what's next in 2020 for Savannah Garza? Oof, I don't even know, to be honest. Well, I think it kind of happens on the fly, and it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. I think for, I do, I want to do a lot more one-off projects um, with people, like more logos for people. I kind of took a break from it starting my job with the DMD because I was in this transitional period moving here. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to do, you know, more projects with people outside of like my nine to five. Um, and so, yeah, kind of setting those boundaries and establishing more like who I am as a freelance designer too. Um, I'm also planning on selling my work. I don't know when, yes. but I've been like... How have you th- not been? Yeah, I know. I just... It was like more of insecurities. Like, oh, who's going to buy it? Oh, but... no. <laughs> you have customers. Trust me. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. I... Yeah, I don't know. Well, no. It sounds to me like, <laughs> like you have an idea. It's still forming, but you have it. And I also want to thank you for designing the Girl Power shirts for the period rally. Yeah. Those are awesome. I mean, I didn't realize it was from you until after... I mean, I was just buying one to buy one. And then I saw that you designed it, and I was like, yes. <laughs> like, I have something of yours. And I was just so thrilled. And I just think you're incredible. Thank Thanks. you so much for being here. Thanks for moving to Corpus. Thanks for doing your thing and just being awesome. And for, of course, being on my podcast. And I just appreciate you so much. I'm really excited to be in this chair because I've listened to so many episodes that you've done. Oh, my God. Thank (laughs) you so much. It's kind of like full circle that, like, now I'm in this chair. Absolutely. No, I'm I'm telling you, it was one of those things that I was like, I want to talk to her. Like, (laughs) you know, I wasn't, like, pushy about it. I want to talk to her. And it happened. So thank you again. Yeah. Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi has sponsored by Verbal Inc., an opportunity to tell your story in front of a live audience If people enjoy your story, you get paid. They will pay you if you tell an excellent story. Go to www.verbal-inc.com for more information. Each event is held every first Friday at the lower level of the Art Museum of South Texas. It's a dollar to gain entry into the museum. However, if you mention Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi podcast, that dollar is waived so you can save your cash and go pay your favorite storyteller. There's also a cash bar available. In addition, every first Friday, the theme is different. And this first one held January 3rd is courage. Come check out these amazing storytellers. Tell their courageous story on January 3rd.